0: guys and welcome back to another episode of For Generations to Come where I am your host Milesha Gray of course and here we break generational curses by empowering others and sharing our stories hey Casey welcome back hey malicia again we're not gonna tell everybody the backstory what happened <laughs> <laughs> no we all need to put the month on so <laughs> <laughs> the 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 tons of podcasting yes Yes. but um before we hop in and do everything else I like for people to introduce themselves you know so I want you to just go ahead and take over let everybody know who you are and what else you want us to know okay well hey y'all my name is Casey Alexis as Moesha stated I am a lover of God I am a wife a mom to two beautiful girls I am a podcaster as well. I am an author and I love going to the movies. I love books. (laughs) I believe in the power of storytelling. And so, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) So we're just going to dive right into you, basically, you know, getting off the surface and getting to know more about you because- um, I know even listening to your episodes on your podcast, it's different right. when you um, are the guest versus you interviewing right. the person. So from the surface, hearing a lot of things about you um, from your page being Eve and from the podcast, I was like, wow, like I didn't know that. Right. Um, so first we're just going to dive in and you talk about the power in sharing your story. And right. I was the person that, Felt embarrassed about certain parts of my story and right. um, I don't know sometimes I believe that I have to be at a certain point of being comfortable with telling it before and I know you dived into that so I want you to talk about uh, the power in sharing your story and you know was there a point where you felt like you couldn't share your story absolutely Marisha. I mean I was like that too there was a time in my life where I was fearful of my own voice let alone telling my own story. Um, and it wasn't until I was at the worst part of my life and women were encouraging me with their own story that I realized there is power in sharing your story. Um, recently, I heard another podcast, and on, the woman on the podcast say, said, when you don't share your testimony, you are withholding someone else's healing. Mm-hmm. And I could not agree with that more because it was literally the power of someone sharing their testimony that helped me get through the worst times of my life. And from that point on, um, because of that, I was able to heal. I was able to do what was necessary within me, right? Grow closer to God, get a deeper relationship with him understanding me through him and then of course because my faith increased I got more comfortable with who I am and then of course what transpired in my past to the point where now it was it became easy for me to share my story and that's why the Being E podcast ended up being birthed out of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so some may say I share too much of my story but (laughs) in my in my opinion I don't want to withhold anyone's opportunity to see this life from god's point of view i don't want anyone to uh, leave this planet without literally being able to heal from things that they've experienced and if my story can help them do that by all means i'm going to share it because someone did it for me Mm -hmm. so i i can't i can't withhold that i can't so do you think that withholding our story um kind of is a part of us being self-centered i don't think it's a part of us being self-centered i think it's a part of fear i see i want to make sure i'm using the correct word because see for me i i don't i don't know if i want to say self-centered i want to say more of and you know what then i don't want to say selfish mm. um Because I'm looking at it from my point of view. Right. Um, For me, how I was embarrassed to tell my story. Number one, because for some reason, everyone seems to look up to Moesha. And I'm just like, wait, wait, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) So you get to this point where you feel like I can't share this part of me because I'm looked at as the hero. So I don't know. For me, it was like um, not only being embarrassed and fear. But it was, I think for me, it would be more selfish. Um, I didn't realize it was being more self centered, you know, because I think that God has us on, well, I know, of course, that God has us on this earth, not for our will. So for me, it was like being selfish and thinking about what would people think about me? What about me? What about me? And not thinking about it. Yeah. As so you I'm broke trying to break down. it. I'm trying to break it down. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. As you broke it down, you definitely see why the word self-centered actually fits very well in that. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Um, I think yeah. A lot of times we don't think about this will help somebody else heal. We think about how will they look at me. Right, right, but not realizing that that's that's a part of relationships. Right, that's mm-hmm. a part of. Um, building one another up and supporting one another and it's so funny I had this conversation earlier with someone else and um, unfortunately the church has done that to to us it makes us feel like as if and I call it the messiah complex right Mm -hmm. that we have to appear a certain way in order For people to receive our information. You know, like, okay, because we are so godly and we, you know, we go to church and we know the scriptures, we should have it all together. We should Mm -hmm. not have a past, right? And that is further from the truth. I mean, the, the Bible says, and I don't know where the scripture is exactly. So y'all forgive me. I don't have my Bible open right now, but it said, doesn't it say that, you know, that people will come onto Christ by our testimony, by Mm -hmm. us sharing our testimony. So if that's the case, hiding what we went through and hiding what we've been through is not truly not giving God all the glory because there's a path to our story and there's a stuff that he took us through so if I look perfect on the outside don't share how I got there what's the you know it just doesn't add up to me you know it doesn't add up and And then I I don't don't want to cut you off you can you know keep on no so it doesn't add up to me so I feel like if we're putting this perception out there that we've never been broken and that we're still In a broken process, like trying to heal and and working through our our salvation with fear and troubling, I mean, people are going to think that we're perfect and then they won't be able to feel comfortable enough with us to share. There's certain things people hide in the the church itself. People are in the church divorcing, having abortions, having extramarital affairs, and and we hide it. We don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, people don't seek out help. Sometimes when you think you're in a room full of perfect people and you're going through a traumatic experience, you won't say anything because you're going to feel like you're being judged. And the worst thing is there's 10, 20, 30 other people in your same circle going through, probably going through the same thing. But Mm. when we don't speak about it, we can't support one another. And it's like giving off false advertisement absolutely absolutely the church is a place for the broken you know jesus came to save jesus came to heal jesus came to restore we don't do all of that Mm -hmm. please don't come to me by the holy spirit i can't help you (laughs) we i can't help you i only i only got through it because he got me through it so let me just share my story of how he got me through it so you can be encouraged and know that through him you can get through it too. So, yeah, so I, it definitely for me is like false advertisement. I had to look at it for myself. Like, how do people see me, especially since I am still um, in connection with my friends who aren't right. uh, saved? And, you know, I'm still in connection with a lot of other people who I know aren't saved. Right. But, you know, I, I need to, they need to see real and raw truth. Absolutely. You know, this is me. I still go through anxiety. I still have my days where I'm just feeling like, what is what is really going on? Um, so yeah, um, I just lost my whole train of thought trying to get all of trying to process all of that, right? And you know, put it out there. But first of all, what we need to do is dive more into what your story looks like. Let us know Absolutely. all the tea, okay? <laughs> absolutely um where do I even start wow so I'm just gonna start out from childhood right it's always important to kind of go back to that so I was that young girl that loved to read like I love stories y'all from the time I could I could learn and read on my own my face was always in a book um and I was that kid that you know just just was I, I paid attention to everything. I paid attention to my surroundings. I paid attention to how people speak and behave. So I saw a lot because of that. And there's a lot of things that I kept in and held within myself. And at some point in time in my life, um, I would say when I transitioned from uh, elementary school into junior high, and then of course into high school. In that time frame, I kind of lost me i lost my voice i um we moved from brooklyn new york to long island new york and it was different and i had to learn the the area had different friends it was different and i lost me in that time frame and i think from that time frame up until college you know you get into stuff right high Mm -hmm. school (laughs) you get into (laughs) stuff and i was that kid that was good at home but was a total hot mess outside (laughs) So my parents saw the angel, the street saw the real, you know what <laughs> I mean? So I was all over the place, y'all. I was really out there. And, um, you know, I went through some really tough things being all the way out there. I lost my virginity at like, I think it was 18 years old. And in that eight, that one single year, by the time I lost my virginity, um, I I got saved. A little bit after that, and then my mom was a Catholic at the time, and so she was a really hardcore Catholic, and she just did not want to hear nothing about me being saved. <laughs> at all. She didn't want to hear nothing about that. She was like, nope, you're Catholic. Um, That's it. I don't know nothing about what you're saying. I had the pastor come to my house and try to tell her about my experience and try to encourage her, and let, let them kind of take me to church and stuff like that. She was not hearing it. And so I was like, well, if I can't go to church where I want to go to church, I'm not going to Catholic church at all. And it almost seems as if like the devil was sitting here rubbing his hands together when I said that. It was like, Yeah, I got her now. That whole entire year when I decided not to do to to experience God in any way, shape, or form, he was after me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was after me. And that was the year that I went totally insane. I was I had multiple uh sexual partners. I was out there, I got pregnant i had an abortion and it was just a mess it was a complete mess and then that year you know after all of that i was i just found myself like you know at that place where it was like the point of no return that bottom oh yeah yeah that bottom i was almost 19 i was already for me had hit rock bottom. for me i was like i can't go any lower you know this can't go any lower for me and um I went to a party and then I ended up that night meeting my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. And it was almost like God placed him in my life at that particular time to slow me down because he was really calm. And he was really sweet and really caring, so different than the guys that I was hanging with and um, dating. And beca- and from there we started going to church. We, uh, my mom was a little bit more relaxed because he was of her culture. I'm I'm of Haitian descent. He was Haitian, so it kind of pumped the brakes, right, for her. Mm-hmm. Okay oh he's Haitian he's like me you know what I mean I like him and so (laughs) she didn't mind us going to church now going to a different church she didn't mind me getting baptized and she didn't mind any of that so all of that began to change my life began to change and from there things kind of grew I grew in my relationship with the Lord and five years down the line we eventually got married right went to premarital class did all that good stuff from doing free matter class, we got married. And then the first year of marriage, we went through a lot. Um, in our marriage, we were married seven years. Um, and in that seven year time frame, we went through hell. Um, I lost about three babies in that wow. time frame. Yeah. And I, in that moment, I was like, maybe that's God paying me back the abortion that I had you know all these things transpire yeah. in your mind as you try to dissect things when things are not going right in your life you know my husband and I were battling so much because we were in we're at I don't know something happens when you get married there's a <laughs> oh you know the, the honeymoon stage seems to like just walk out the door and say bye like as soon as you hit year one it seems like gone the honeymoon phase <laughs> is gone and I remember someone telling me like the first five years will be the worst years right as you try to learn one another and all that good stuff but it seemed like that lasted forever in my marriage right um it wasn't it didn't calm down until like year 12 but we went through a lot we went through a lot we were on different pages we we had betrayal we had some infidelity it was just a lot and um it was something that I won't say I needed to go through, or my husband needed to go through, but I will say this: I learned so much from that time frame in my life that where I am now, I don't regret it. I don't mm. regret that time frame. I I wouldn't want to go through it again, <laughs> but <in laughs> much, I don't regret it because I did learn a lot. My relationship with the Lord. Um, went through his struggles because at one point I began to resent God I'm mm-hmm. like what is this like I've been married we did it, all the right things right I, we got baptized we, we were going to church we did pre class what is all of this what are all these things that where are the things that you promised us like why am I going through all this what is all these generational curses that seem to be following me when I thought I did what was necessary in order to cancel all those things out and I became very resentful of God. Like year 12 in the marriage, I was very resentful of him. I rebelled against him. I was like, me and you are not cool. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> we don't see eye to eye. Uh, you're not. At one point, I'm like, you're not real. There's no way you can be real because everything that you said you would do and if, if I did this, I had not seen. Mm-hmm. So I, my heart became real hard against God, but like I said, it wasn't until God started and he didn't give up on me because he started sending people my way. He started sending people in my direction. Women, I didn't, you know, women that I never thought would even say things were saying them. They were compassionate to me when I wasn't compassionate. Um, They were loving to me when I had no love in my heart. They, they shared their story. Of what they went through and how they got through it. They encouraged me. They warned me, right? They chastised me when I needed chastisement. They encouraged me. And, uh, you know, I started to see a therapist in that time frame. My husband started to see a therapist, a Christian counselor. And all with all of that, it literally was a life-changing experience for me and my husband and our marriage and for our children. And we are completely restored. My husband is literally my best friend. We are in year 13, and it feels as if this is the first time we're truly, truly a married couple on the same page in full oneness. We have our issues where we we talk things out, but it's not the chaos and the confusion and the mess that it once was. And I thank God for that. He completely restored us. But he ha- we had to restore our relationship with him first. Mm-hmm. Uh, once my relationship with God was restored, where it was no longer on the superficial level, because there are times where we deal with God, well, Lord, if I do this, you're going to do this, right? And I yeah. had a relationship with him, where I felt like if I made a deposit, I should be able to cash out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ATM relationship, and that's not the relationship he desires from us, and that's definitely what, not what he wanted from me. What do you think and, that, um, yeah, you can go ahead. I don't know well, of, no, no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you about that, that, um, you know, just because we give to God, we expect for him to give back to us. Um, and I think we expect it back in a way that we want it back. Um, not the fact that, oh, just because, you know, I'm living for Christ and, you know, I feel like I'm holier than thou. I mean, I'm not, but, um, I don't think about it like, oh God, he has me breathing today. You know, so I I wanted you to, what do you think about the, the ATM mindset? Um, I, I honestly think that it produces, what's the word for it? um disappointment absolutely because absolutely. i don't know just talk to us about the the atm mindset because i think a lot of people are in that and they yeah. they get disappointed and then all of a sudden they just completely turn away from god Um, Yes, that ATM mindset is a demise for a a lot of people. And it was my, it was once my demise. And I think that comes with, unfortunately, church culture. I hate saying Mm -hmm. it, but yeah, it comes from church culture. You know, we, we have this mindset um, where we tell people, you know, that sow a seed or Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) uh, that you, 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 even the giving thing the tithing thing like Mm -hmm. you give your 10% and God will pour out you know yes those principles are in fact a real thing but it doesn't play out like the way we think in our human mind you know what I mean because again his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our ways. So how we have to be careful how we say things because in our human mind, from our human perspective, we take it in and we think, yeah, that's how the way God operates and it's not the way he Mm. operates. (laughs) We wish, but it's not. We wish, but it's not. It's a faith walk. Our walk is by faith, right? Mm -hmm. And by faith, we believe and we walk in that belief. But there are times where he may say, no, does that mean that we shouldn't believe anymore? Does that mean he's not real? No, he just say no to this specific thing because he knows it's not good for us, right? Or there are times he's going to say, wait, not yet, because he knows if he gives it to us too soon, we will, it won't be a blessing to us anymore. Or there are times he gives it to us right away. But there are times, and God works in seasons, right? He, mm-hmm. There's a season for growth. There's a season, there's seasons for everything. And so we have to be able to know what seasons we are in and be able to, again, walk by faith when we don't really understand what's going on. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much it in that regard. It's, um, it's a faith walk. It's really just trusting him trusting him and that was where i lacked the, mo- the most was my faith and my trust in him um i knew him but after what i went through i knew him you know yeah. it, it was like it was that job experience you know um after job went through what he went through you know he even said it out I, I believe at towards the end of uh job he said it he's like i thought i knew you but now i know you there's a difference when you have that ATM encounter in and, uh, right yeah. and, and a real encounter with God where it's down to just you and him and you're like okay Lord I, I submit
1: okay, yeah like I, I right, <laughs> like I don't have any other
0: options right I don't have any other options because I tried everything and I literally uh, tried everything to the point where I felt like death was next I felt like there was death hanging over me at some point in our marriage. And when it got to the climax of mess, where it was just like, okay, it's do or die. I felt death was in the midst. And I'm talking real life death, like like, dead, dead. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and that's when we decided to make, I decided actually first to make that life altering change to separate, because I'm like, if we don't separate and try to fix this thing, One of us is going to die. And I feel like it was going to be me. And thankfully we did what was necessary. And now I'm living and I'm not just living. I'm thriving. I I have that abundant life that Christ said that he came to give. And it doesn't mean that I'm wealthy and all that. I'm just abundantly in him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My faith is so strong. I trust him now, like never before, like never before. And I used to have a, a ton of fear, and I fear nothing. I fear absolutely nothing, but I reverence God with every fiber of my being. So in the, in the seasons, I know you talked about um, being in a season where you resented God, and then you even got to a point where you felt like he wasn't real. Right. Um, what would you recommend that someone do if they're in that season? Even like from your perspective now coming out of it yeah what even if it's something that you were like man I could have done that in that season or you know what would you recommend for some people who are there man um that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question I'm actually going back to that moment where I felt like that and I'm trying to find a good answer or even an answer for that question because um Wow, it was more of an experience than anything that I could actually pinpoint and say, this is what you can do. Uh, because I don't think there's anything that you can do to get yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't do anything, but just, I just, okay, I, I could say this. I was in a place to receive. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I didn't close myself out to receive when people were willing to give me like an ear. Right. Or whether they were ready to give me a word. I was always open to receive. So I didn't shut I didn't shut down to the point where I didn't want to hear anybody because that's the worst thing you can do. I did separate myself to the point where I try to seclude myself, but when people kept pushing and pushing, cause some people just kept pushing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I was able to receive from them. So I would say, be open to receive from people, um, be open to receive from people that love you, that are there to encourage you. Don't shut people out because you're angry with God and definitely don't shut his people out. Don't shut, um, People that love God out because sometimes we can do that too. We don't want to hear from other Christians when we're going through our "what was me" type of a season, right? (laughs) Where we're Mm -hmm. just mad at God, we just shut down and we close off all ourselves to the church, and we'll do all that type of stuff. But I will encourage you not to do that Um, because in those moments you'll need your relationships the most. You may not want to hear what they have to say, but. Allow yourself to receive it, because those words will sow a seed in your heart. Um, it may not show up right away. And this is for people who may be dealing with someone that is that's heart is hard towards God right now. Just keep loving on that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Just keep sharing with that person. Um Sometimes the act of love is all people need. They don't necessarily need a word. Yeah, anymore, Just the act of love, just being there for them, encouraging them, pursuing them, just like you would pursue somebody that you want to date, right? Or oh, Just pursue them uh, by giving them love and encouraging them along the way. And if you're on the flip side where your heart is hard towards against God, just be open to receive love from others. And I think that goes back to um, being authentic about your walk with Christ, yeah. Because if someone is closed off and resenting God, just by you being your authentic self, especially if they know you on a personal level and they know what you've been through, and they see how joyful you continue to be, um, that makes a big difference. Than just that makes a huge. uh, Oh, and it also makes a big difference if you're being fake about it, and they they're definitely like, oh no. No. absolutely absolutely and you know as as believers we could do that sometimes when we mm-hmm. don't realize it I remember at a it was one of your posts that um, you were really being open and honest about your anxiety mm-hmm. and I was looking at, at the comments and one lady was like girl you just gotta pray that day and I'm like you know what I was like <laughs> I'm, I'm like sis you don't think she pray <laughs> like <laughs> you know what cause some sometimes I like to go a little deep sometimes I don't but when I seen that I was like I am 100,000% for prayer that is the first thing that I would say but I also believe that as for Christians and followers to Christ we get it it confused as to say "Oh, just pray it away and it'll go away and I'm like no (laughs) Um, yeah you can pray about it but I mean it's not sometimes a lot of things just are not like Oh, it's just going to go away. A lot of things take process. Right. You know, we can't treat God like a genie and just say, oh, we prayed. And then five minutes later, it's gone. Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, one time I listened to a podcast. And then um, I think it was Jackie Heal and her husband. And he was talking about he had a cold or a sin- he had sinuses or allergies or something. And he got in the car with um, a friend and her his mom was like, um. Oh, just pray that thing away. Don't stay there. Cast it out. You don't have sinuses. And he's like, "But I'm re- I'm sneezing. Like <laughs> my nose is running. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I don't. I don't know. For me, I'm just like, you guys. It's a difference between reality and actually bringing things upon yourself. Right. So, right. Um, and, and I think that sometimes we. Um, I my one of my pastors that I had in, in the beginning of my my walk, uh, Pastor Ar Bernard, he used to say, um, sometimes we so spiritually minded that no earthly good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, <laughs> it's like you, there is a reality, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, <laughs> and we're we're operating in the space of reality, and sometimes we act, we try to um, perceive that things are not real, so we don't deal with them right like you know yes she knows she has a cold or she knows she has anxiety and of course she prays about it but she's expressing a real thing uh, thing right and our 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 part as the body is not to say girl go pray but encourage her in that moment Mm -hmm. encourage each other in that moment Oh, girl, I'm going to pray for you. You know, it's going to be okay. Let's touch and agree. You know, whatever. You know Let's, what find, I mean? some Let's find some resources. I think Christians are scared of resources. Yes, they are. They're scared of anything oh. that's outside, but outside the Bible. It's like You <laughs> <We> could be <laughs> there dying <laughs> and they don't even want to go get surgery. They're like, oh, God's going to fix it. He's just looking down like, I gave you common sense. Like the doctors are there for a reason. He's a and the thing about it is, this is where people put God in a box, and I did that for a while too, so I'm not even chastising nobody for it. But we can put God in a box and try to think that He is only this way, He only operates in this way, like He, he doesn't use a doctor who may not know Him in order to perform a uh, surgery that no other man can do in order to heal you. You know, what I mean? it's just and it's, when we do that, that's all we get from Him. Yes, that's it's all you—that's all you ever get. Like that's why now I feel like we don't see the miracles that God or Jesus was talking about or that God, Ooh, Jesus did because yeah. of that. And I'm, I'm speaking about myself too. Like it's a lot of times I'm like, you know, I read about it, but did He really walk on that water? Yes, like I mean, it's just he a did. lot of stuff that we get so close-minded yes. out and we don't see those things because we don't believe those things. It's very true. It's very true. I mean, I remember being a kid and reading the word. That was that was something that I loved to do before we. It was even like something that had to be pushed on me. I used to read it just because I loved the story so much. But you know, there were certain things that Jesus did that I I, I used to gravitate to because it was so powerful and so amazing. And and I think about. Th- reading those moments and I see what the church is now and sometimes I'm like gosh if we could just tap into that mm-hmm. and truly believe those are the things that we can do right and truly mm-hmm. believe we can operate in those ways And because I'm like this is not it I know it's not it what we see today is not it's not it. all that God can do but it's <laughs> no like, but he doesn't not. he's not gonna do a miracle in front of us and we're, we're just like okay just walk past it and right you know that he does happen. miracles every day we just take certain yeah. things for granted you know what I mean we don't really pay attention but he does them every single day he's still a miracle worker and I've, I've seen it you know I've seen it operate even in my own life I believe it to the point where I know that if he didn't work a miracle um, in the two years that my husband and I were going through the worst period of our lives I would not be here today so I still do believe he's a miracle worker um, it's just sometimes we don't pay attention to those miracles we don't Mm -hmm. tap into them we just take them for granted we think that it's a part of our everyday you know being able to wake up in the morning and breathe your breath Mm -hmm. right if we ever pay attention on how big that is like to literally breathe your first breath when you open your eyes because literally when you wake up you just wake up Mm -hmm. and even just that experience just taking it for granted when we know millions of people probably didn't have that opportunity to wake up that day or just watching our children, um, you know, go to school and wake up and they, they're in their right mind. They're healthy. While we know there are tons of other people who are watching their children with tubes in mm-hmm. their bodies in the hospital. You know I mean? There's things like that. We just, sometimes we take for granted. And he's still very much a miracle worker is our belief in our faith, which is lacking in certain areas. So did you get to a point um, where you did go through the bad seasons or trying seasons that you begged God or asked God to take it away? Um, I don't, you know what? I have, I have. And it didn't look like begging, but it looked like more like, me trying to do things <laughs> to force him to do to, to force him to give me the answer that I wanted or to force him to answer me. So I would be like, I'll try to be on my best behavior. You know, <laughs> I want to tell one something. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'll be on my best behavior, God. You know, if you just answer this one prayer for me, I'm going to go to church every single Sunday. So it was those, that type of stuff that I would try and hope that he would answer my prayer and he was like, No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you saw. (laughs) Um, I asked that because I know even for me, um, if this whole half of this year has been so different. I mean, I won't say different, but definitely different. Um, it's been where a point like what you what you said earlier about not having an option but God. And it took me to a place where it was just like it's just me and you and it's nowhere else to go nowhere to run it's like literally these these last like six months have been um just ugh. but in the first beginning of it um I resented it because I wasn't used to it and right. for me it was like of course I'm Talks about God all the time and I've been saved I got saved in 2015 but for the, like this year these last couple of months really tested if you really saved Moesha like are you really for me yeah so I asked that because um like I said at the beginning I resented it and I was just like okay anything but this I'm not used to um dying to myself we say it all the time and I thought I did Last year when I got saved and all of that in 2015, I thought I just completely to everything. And a lot of stuff came up. I didn't know how prideful I could be. I didn't know how much I depended on everything but God, you know, until it was only me and God. So, um, yeah, a lot of people always ask God to take the pain away. And for me, I think that we should start asking God to – What is he trying to teach us in this pain? Absolutely. Um, I really do think, and I know there are some people that don't believe we like they have to go through something in order for God to teach us. Mm -hmm. But I think because of our fallen nature, we absolutely do need to go through things Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Mm -hmm. us to even need God. Because if we didn't go from in my mind, I could be wrong, it's just my perspective perspective in my opinion if we didn't go through things our pride in our human nature we would never it kicks in automatically we got it kicks in automatically and I think that's why he allows certain seasons in our lives Mm -hmm. um I think that's why he allows us to fall and he may um, say not now, or you know, increase our patience by allowing certain circumstances. And in those seasons, and listen, y'all, this is big for me to say because I was a runner, okay? I just released a podcast <laughs> a few yes. days ago that was called Fight, Fight or, or Flight. flight. <laughs> and I was ghost okay you didn't need i didn't need things to happen around for me to fly and go okay and like i hated trials i hated despised tribulation because i hated going through stuff to me in my mind it's like if i have christ in my life i shouldn't go through nothing and that's not reality Mm -hmm. because we won't need him or know him how we should be like he becomes jehovah jireh jehovah nisi jehovah shalom god is my peace you know god is my provider all these things when we go through stuff right we when he when the israelites learned him by those certain names is because they went through things in order to see those certain characteristics of god and it's in those seasons where we begin we begin to know him more and more so when we are in lack and we go through that season of lack and he takes care of us he becomes Uh, God our provider right when we go through seasons of sickness and he got us through that sickness he becomes God our healer when we go on through seasons of turmoil and we get through that season and we understand and he becomes God our peace because we learned about him through it and so now I welcome those seasons I'm not saying searching for them but if he gives them to me I I welcome them because I know Afterwards, I'm going to know him better. I'm going to know a piece of him that I never knew before. I'm getting a little emotional because <laughs> it's um it's a love that I have for him now that I didn't have for him before. Like we we could sing songs and we could, oh God, I love you. But then when it's when you've gone through something, the experience. Oh, my God. And he takes you through it and you make it and you can look back and you like, man, I made it. And you know that he had his hand on you and he was holding you through that whole time. The love that you have for him increases to to a place that i never even thought or imagined. So even though it's hard, y'all, and you may be going through a season right now where it's real hard. I guarantee you just hold his hand. Trust him. If all you could do is grab the hem of his garment in prayer, do that. Do that. I guarantee you, you're going to know God on a much deeper level. Because that's the thing the enemy wants, right? He wants to use those trials and tribulations for us to turn away and curse God. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he, that's what he wants to. He wants us to separate from him. But if you just hold on and trust God through that season and learn him more and more, keep praying, keep fighting, keep worshiping, keep singing, keep praising, even if you just can utter or mutter a word, just keep holding on to him. I guarantee you, you will see his face and you will know him. You will truly know him afterwards. So you said, you. I was going to ask this question, but you kind of touched on it about searching for um, bad things to happen, and I've seen a post recently about that, um, about how a lot of people do expect that we have to go through the worst to get a blessing from God. And you know, I'm I'm kind of I don't I don't think we have to expect to go through the worst, but I don't think that we should expect to not go through anything. We should definitely expect not to not go through anything. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't have to go through the worst to expect a blessing. That I don't believe. I don't believe we have to ex- to go through the worst to ex- expect a blessing. I do believe He uses the worst to teach us things. Mm-hmm. I do believe He uses that, but we don't have to expect it. If I I am aware of it, I know that it can come, and if it comes, I'm not going to run away from it. Yeah. So that's my perspective. But I'm not like, oh, that's the only way God can teach me he'll use it if it's necessary but that's not the only way God can teach us right Um, but definitely don't think it's going to be peaches and cream all the time right relationships go through a season so there's definitely going to be learning experiences and that's the thing for me is like don't run away from those experiences and I think the, the preparation for tough seasons is building that relationship with God because a lot of, I think that a lot of us just, sometimes we we don't equip ourselves for it. And a lot Absolutely. a lot of stuff just calms down. It's not like I got to prepare myself for, you know, like my mom dying. I was 14. So it's not like I had to mentally prepare myself for something I didn't know was, ha- was going to happen. But I think a lot of what I mean by equipping ourselves, I mean by building that relationship with God. Absolutely I truly believe that and there's this I think it was uh, a scripture when he was talking with Abraham and God said to him um, I share I share my secrets with my friends I think that's the um, uh, the scripture and I, I never forgot that because it it let me know that when you are in a relationship with God, certain things won't surprise you mm-hmm. You will be aware of your season, right? You're going to know what season you're in. So you won't be surprised when certain things happen in that particular season. Um, I have a perfect example of that. So the beginning of the worst season of my husband and I's life, when it kicked off, I wasn't surprised. I felt something coming in me. And that in that time frame, I was constantly talking to God because I felt something was about to transpire. I felt it in my spirit that something was going to happen. And when it happened, I wasn't shocked at all. When I got the call, um, I wasn't surprised. And the person that was on the phone was like, you're not how I thought you were going to be. And I ended up saying to the person, I was like, yeah, because I knew it was coming. So it's almost like you shouldn't be surprised. Like you won't know exactly maybe what's going to happen, but you you're going to be aware of the seasons you're you're in. Mm-hmm. If that sounds yeah yeah yeah. So how do you? Yeah, I have a lot of questions, but it's so sure. cool. we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> um, how do you think someone um will get to the point where they just. Let go and truly let God for me. Um, like I talked about earlier, this season, the first couple of months I resented, or two months at least. Right. But, um, after a while, it, it became exhausting, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to <laughs> do everything. Yeah. It w- so. How do you think that we get to a place where we just let go and truly let God? When we become tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was when so tired, I was like, look. Tired. When we become tired of just our own foolishness. Like when we become tired, we know that all we have now is to trust in God. We have no other options. Um there are nowhere else nowhere else to go. Like this is it. <laughs> like it's either yeah. I trust him now or I'm just done for. And to me, it's just when we become tired, or when we realize, okay, um, this is the way. This is the only way. And right now, I'm exercising all these resources. I'm wasting my time and the energy mm-hmm. when I just need to focus on um, trusting Him. And when I trust Him, I know that He's going to take care of everything, or or at least He's going to show me what it is I need to do. Mm-hmm in order to make the right decisions and do the right things. And so when we finally give up our will, Lord God, and just align our will to the fathers and say, you know what, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. I think once we begin to just say that and just do it, things will work out on our behalf. But I mean, it brings a sense of peace. It sure does. So it's like a lot of things that I tried to do on my own. It's like now, just like you were saying, like I, it's like if I if something happens, I'm just like, okay, let's. What do we have to do next? Let's just <laughs> exactly. What's the next step? Like it's just a sense of peace to say that I know I'm taken care of. It, I mean, either way it go, I feel like if he doesn't work out things how you know how I want it to, of course. He's right. still good and it's still gonna work out for my good at the end. So exactly. And it's like it's a again, it's it's by faith. Mm-hmm. By faith, just trusting him by faith and knowing that he's not going to do anything to us that's going to hurt us. You know, he mm-hmm. has a plan for us, a plan to prosper us, a plan to give us a hope in the future. And that plan may not necessarily look like what you thought. But if you trust him and by faith believe in what he he is going to do in your life and just enjoy the ride. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. That's why I said just embrace the process. I mean, it may take a while. Like, yeah, I mean, for me, it did. But at uh, some point, I was just like, I'm just embracing this thing. Let's just, it's just better to let it go. Okay. It's just like a weight lifted off your shoulder, I'm telling you. Exactly. And this is why I believe in the power of storytelling, because if I had to learn this in the years that I ha- I it took for me to learn this, and then me sharing my story could take somebody two months, <laughs> <laughs> please grab onto my story so it doesn't take you years. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, that's the power of storytelling, the ability to... Pick up somebody else's gospel because I look at everyone as books, right? Pick up somebody else's book and they're sharing their story with you. So you're listening and you're hearing their story and then you're taking what you're hearing and applying it to your life so that you don't have to do years of time trying Mm -hmm. to get what we got in years. You could do it in months or in days or a couple of weeks. So um, that's the power of storytelling and that's, that's why I encourage others to don't be afraid to share your story because you literally could be saving a life. Mm-hmm. Whew, okay, so we're going to we're going to go ahead and end it. Yeah, um, just, yeah I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I did. Um, just let us know if you have anything else that you would like to let everyone know. Let us know where we can find you, the podcast and everything. Oh, absolutely. So my Instagram is I underscore am underscore Casey underscore Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) The podcast is called Being Eve. It's on all uh, podcasting platforms. So you can find it there as being Eve. Um, And the Instagram account is entitled being.eve as well. And I'm sure, Moesha, you'll add all the links Mm -hmm. to the show notes and all that good stuff. And I just want to encourage you all to just, you know, tap into your relationships because the body of Christ uh, is supposed to be a relational type of a thing where we support and encourage one another. Mm -hmm. So encourage one another, support one another, share your story with one another so that we can all grow and do this thing together. You know, trust and believe that's exactly what the Lord designed for us all is to encourage and support one another. That's why when he started out, when Jesus started out his ministry, he didn't start it out just by himself. What did he do? He got disciples, Mm -hmm. right? He, um, he got people along with him and, and we need each other. Despite what we may think, we need each other. We need each other's stories. We need each other's testimonies. Go out and be a gospel and encourage others by sharing your story. All right. Thank you again for jumping on here and giving us all of these gems and having me think in all different ways. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me with Moesha. It was a pleasure speaking with you again as always so thank you so much for sharing your platform with me i appreciate that you're welcome thank you and i have everything in the description box just in case everybody didn't catch that. uh, all those underscores (laughs) (laughs) thank you all right bye bye